Hello, and welcome back to another beautiful episode of In the Sound with yours truly, Tommy Gold, baby. Tommy sells them out. Oh, still Tommy sells them out because he sold out Atmosphere last week, but get over it, dude, because it's over. Get over it. I'm over it. Uh, but I'm not because it was awesome, dude. It was so fun, man. And uh, we had a good time, dude. Um, having a good week, man. Having a great week, dude. Uh, weekend was wild and crazy. Got a little wild and crazy out there downtown. It's all good, dude. Get over it. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> anyway, man, I'd like to wish everyone a happy fourth, dude. Uh, you know, for me, it was yesterday. If you're listening somewhere else, if well, it was probably a couple days ago for you, but dude, happy, uh, 4th of July, happy Independence Day, even though Independence isn't really what's going on sometimes for a certain group of people in America, which kind of ticks me off a little bit. Actually, it ticks me off a lot. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, man, I hope, I hope you guys had a good 4th of July. I hope you grilled some meats and got all, uh, silly nasty at the pool or whatever, you know, whatever you do. But, um, yeah, man, feeling good today, dude. I got my, I got my Jester shirt on. You see it. You see it. Got my Jester shirt on. Uh, you know, the t-shirt says, it says, uh, fuck Jester, but I, I, I don't believe that, man. I love Jester. Okay. I'm not, I'm not saying F Jester, dude. Jester's awesome. You know, that's what they're, they made the t-shirt, dude. I didn't make the t-shirt, but, uh, Jester's awesome, dude. I just want to give them a shout out because I just feel like giving them a shout out, dude, because they're good. And, uh, you know, dude, they're, they're cool dudes. But yeah, man, it was the 4th of July weekend, dude. I didn't do too much for the 4th of July, uh, but Freetown Spa Resort is back open for business because we got us another pool, dude. We got us another pool, filled it up, got in it. It was freezing cold. Got us a pool. Got us a pool, dude. It's all good, man. Got to, dude, I got in the pool. I filled up the pool, dude. I got in there. My girlfriend was nice enough. She said, hey, do you want a margarita? She's like, I'll make it for you. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I'll take one. And then, dude, you know, I had two and that was it. I was done. I was, that's it. I got to go to work tomorrow. I got to, I got to do things, dude. I can't be all, I can't be Tom and Tequila, you know, on a school night, you know, <laughs> you know, if you will. But, um, yeah, man, we got the pullback. We'll see how long it lasts, dude. We'll see. We'll see if the raccoons get mad and try to get in and, and bust it up, dude. It's all good. Freetown Spawn Resort's back open for business. Um, for the time being. Uh, yeah, man. But it's all good, dude. Having a decent week, man. I got I <clears throat> I woke up for the fourth of July uh after, you know, a night of partying, and my right eye is just like super blurry and you know sometimes you sleep on your eye and it's like i sleep in my stomach a lot and like sometimes i sleep in my eyeball and and you know it's blurry for like the first like 30 minutes whatever dude no dude my eye has is still blurry right now um because i got two massive styes underneath my eyelid and it's kind of ticking me off a little bit, dude. I got kind of, I was like, man, it happens to me a lot. I don't know what I can do to prevent it, dude. I wash my eyeballs with the baby shampoo. That, that's that's what they tell you to do if you're trying to prevent it, but I'm just prone to it. So I get styes all the time and it drives me insane. So, and it's under my eyelid. So I got, I got all mad about it. And, um, you know, I took my girl, one of my girlfriend's little sewing pins and tried to pop it. Um, but, uh, it hurt too bad. It, it I, I did that before and it worked and this time it did it was not budging. So uh yeah man that's what's good in my life. I got a sty you know it's all good. Uh had to go to the doctor about it because my vision's blurry. Never happened to me before. And uh, it's gonna be fine man. It's all good. It, sty or not dude. It's all 
gravy train, dude. My life's good. I don't, I don't have too much to complain about, dude. I got a free town spot resort in my backyard. I, I sold out almost. He's Tommy sells them out. What with free town spot resort, dude? What, what more? What? How bad can it be? You know, I got good friends. I got great friends. I got good guests. I got, I got a podcast, dude. It's cool, man. I'm having a good time. So, uh, yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, the week's been really good. Uh, Johnny Silver and I, Johnny, uh, Carl, I like to call him Carl. I like to call him, you know, I like to call him Tiny Biggs. I like to call him a lot of things. But uh, Johnny Silver and I officially started writing again, man. Like officially started writing again. Like we kind of, we've been kind of writing some songs and it's cool or whatever, but we're actually in the rehearsal room, like arranging it, dude, writing it down, getting it right, recording it, re-recording it, like... I don't like that part. Me either. Get rid of it. Uh, we're doing it, man. And it feels so good. I I, I, I kind of forgot what it felt like for a while to like actually write a song organically just with your bandmate plugged up, you know, just playing out loud, dude. Like it's, uh, it's a magical thing, man. And I think we got some good stuff uh, coming, dude. I think we got some good stuff coming and, you know, hopefully, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it could be, it could all be trash. You know, because that's sometimes that's that happens, and sometimes you got to scratch it and just start all over again. But it feels good right now, dude. I'm happy to be writing. I'm happy to be performing, dude. After after we did the Tommy sells the the jo- Tommy Johnny sells them out, Jester sells them out, Summer Party sells them out. I got really inspired to play live music again, man. I'm feeling like after that show, I was like, I can't. I I want to play another one tomorrow night. Like that's just how I feel. Like. It's feeling good, dude. I'm I'm back on the horse, man. I'm way out of the woods with uh being jaded or, or pissed off or whatever but uh dude it's good man my life's good everything's cool gotta sign my but uh, but dude i own freetown spawn resort so get over it um yeah <laughs> the 10 foot blow up pool in my backyard freetown spawn resort but uh <clears throat> yeah man everything's good dude I, I'm, I'm really happy to be riding and performing again as sick ride and um it's gonna be cool man we got it we got a, a good week coming up ahead of us but uh you know, dude, you know how it goes, man. It's all gravy, dude. Look, man, this podcast has been such a blessing for me and, you know, or whatever you want to call it. It's been such a um, positive thing in my life, dude. And I'm so happy to talk to the people I'm talking to and I enjoy it so much. And I'm glad you're listening. If you're listening, dude, don't care where you're listening, man. Patreon or not, dude, doesn't matter. I'm glad that it's uh, it's fun. It's it's a good time. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it, man. I don't care. I enjoy it. But yeah, dude. But uh, you know, if you if you want to watch the video for it, dude, get on the Patreon, man. Three bucks a month, dude. Full video access all day long, dude. From episode six, six trillion. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, dude. We got the Patreon, dude. Get on that, man. It's in the link in my Instagram bio, dude. My my the bio, dude. The bio, the whatever, dude. It's in the link. Just just if you want to watch the video, hop. Get all swamped up on that link in the bayou, dude. You know. Um, also, we got the Boogie Town USA merch, man. You know, the, I know the fourth just happened, but we got the, we got the red, white, and blue Boogie Town USA with the Lafayette on the front, dude. And that link's also in the bayou. Get all swamped, nasty. Get get in your P-Rogue and go go swim over to that link in the bayou, dude. And hit that. Get some merch, man. Love it. Um, yeah, man. That's cool, dude. And speaking of like performing and writing again, we got a great week coming up ahead of us next week. July 14th, we're at Three Links in Dallas, Texas, man. Cannot wait to go back there. July 15th, we're in 
Uh, we're at the Dead Horse in San Angelo, Texas. I say, it, I say it every time. One of my favorite venues of all time, though. It's one of my favorite. And we're going to do that. And then July 16th, we're going back to the Grand Stafford Theater to make this place turn into Boogie Town, USA in Bryan, Texas, though. It's not just Lafayette, dude. It's not just Louisiana. We're going to do it to your cities in Texas. So get ready, dude. Um, Yeah, Boogie Town, USA, dude. Get over it. And, uh, you know, it's still blazing lava hot outside. I, I don't know. It's... Probably blazing lava hot in Texas, dude. So we're gonna figure out, you know, the hard way. Uh, but it's all good. Dude. I got, I got the, I got the uh, Planet Fitness black card, just ready to go. You know, if we need to take a little, take a shower, take a dip, take a, you know, get get a workout in. You know, who knows? Who knows? Um, it's the black card. We, we can get like water massages or what, or, or like the the massage chair or something. I don't know. It's a bunch of perks, whatever, dude. But um. Yeah, man, it's, it's been, everything's been good. It's been cool, dude. I hope you had a good, uh, weekend and week and stuff. I'm sorry. This episode's a day late or, you know, it's a little late, but Hey dude, sometimes I need a vacation, man. I was like, look, dude, it's the 4th of July. I, you know, it's the 4th of July weekend. We're trying to have a good time. You know, you know, I can do the podcast during the week. It's going to be fine. The listeners are going to not gonna be that mad at me, dude. It's just one day. It's one day, one day late, dude, get over it. But, uh, we're still going strong, dude. What is this? Episode uh, 17, baby. 17. That's it. We did it, man. And this episode was a great one. I really enjoyed it, dude. So my guest today. So, so, so bad. So bad. My guest today is Miss Miranda Davis, dude. She is the writer and creator of Red 19 Magazine that you've been seeing or red 19 zine that you've been seeing around town dude she's covering the whole lafayette uh music scene dude and she's doing a killer job very ambitious man uh it takes up a lot of her time and dude it's it's cool man it's cool uh sick ride we were featured on the first um issue of it and it was great man it's great like she's really she's really uh going deep in conversation about you know the artists around here man and it's cool dude and she's uh, great to hang out with, man. Every time I see her, I'm just like, hell yeah, dude. I'm glad you're a part of this scene. So, um, big thanks to Miranda. I'm glad she came on. I had a great time. We talked about a lot on this one. We talked about a lot of stuff on this one. So, <clears throat> buckle up for In the Sound with uh, Tommy uh, Salesman. <sighs> All right. Let me just, I'm just going to shut up. Let's get down to it. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Miss Miranda Davis. What's up, Miranda? Not much, Tommy. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> How I'm good, are you? man. I'm good. Thank you for doing this. Oh, no. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I was, I was excited because I know that you do... Uh, are you on Tales of the Rift like every episode or is it what... It's like as Mo decides that he wants me on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a lot of like scheduling. We're all busy and have different schedules, but I'm like the... I guess was on a TV show, a recurring character on Tales okay. from the Rift, basically. That's cool. So, yeah, that's cool, man. So y'all, y'all been enjoying that? It's, it's probably. I think they have quite a few more episodes than I do. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've been around uh, since around the pandemic. So, but speaking of, I remember you telling me whenever you were going to start this podcast. Yeah. During my first interview ever for the zine. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you interviewed us. Yeah, and I was like, I'm, I'm thinking about starting a podcast, but I don't know yet. We're going to see. Yeah, you said grassroots. Yeah. It's very grassroots. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. And then it took off, like, once I was like, all right, I'm doing it. Then I was just like, get all the shit together. Like, let's make it real, you know? Yeah. So... I've been enjoying it, man. I, I I think people are enjoying it. Right. You know? I mean, as far as what I hear about it. But uh, to me, it's just fun. Like, I'm having a good time. Yeah. You do realize, though, like, the weird meta thing that's going on. So, I interviewed you first. And now you're interviewing me. And then I interview other people. And then now I'm being interviewed. Yeah. You know? How's it feel? Weird. <laughs> but I always made the joke that my favorite subject was myself. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't it be? You know? Yeah, right, right. Fake it until you make it. That's yeah, my yeah. football confidence. I feel that. So, I mean, uh, for everyone who doesn't know, I mean, tell me a little bit about Red 19. Okay. So, um, how did it start? What happened? Why yeah. did you start doing it? You know? So, I, um, you know, I've been a year sober. I made a year sober uh, June 23rd. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. From um, alcohol and because um, I'm a hardcore alcoholic man and amphetamine addict. And I knew a few people who were in bands and I had been to like a show or two, but I didn't really understand what was going on in Lafayette and how bomb of a city we have. Yeah. And... So whenever I finally got out of treatment last summer, um, I started an Instagram because I'd started writing for 008, like an article or two. And so I decided to like start going to shows and seeing what was going on. And it totally made me want to start an Instagram again just to document what was going on. Um, I have a background in anthropology, so maybe that's why, like, that's cool. yeah, my interest was so piqued, but I was just so amazed that this was all going on in Lafayette. And also, like, I had never gone out while I was drinking. I was very much an isolating drinker. Like, I would get drunk by myself every night. And um, so really seeing, like, local musicians and what's going on, like, in this city, it reminded me and, like... Well, not reminded me, it taught me that I could have fun sober and not feel weird about not having a drink and all this shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's how the Instagram started. But then I had a friend, Tyler Harper from Capra. Um, he said, well, why don't you just start a zine? And I was like, what's a zine? And I, yeah. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> um, man, I'm 25, so... You know, everything's on social media, but uh, when he told me what a zine was and he showed me Paranoise uh, out of New Orleans, I was like, damn, like, I could do this. Yeah. And so um, I often tell people that you could see on Instagram, like, the little breadcrumb trail, like, of, like, how it started from, like, grassroots. I was like, you know, um, from before, like, you know, if it's very grassroots, just like this podcast, where it's just like, okay, let me, like, if it's just an idea, let me see, like, who would be for it. Yeah. Like, how I would be able to do it. I had Greta Gertzner, uh, shout out to her. Cause, she's uh, a really good friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah. She uh, saw me posting about needing help and she volunteered. And so she does all the graphic design work. 
I would not be able to do anything without her help. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how we got to where we are today. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm, I, I think it's <clears throat> super cool that someone um, is like trying to do that, you know, because there's not really much, like there's not really a whole lot uh, of people writing about, writing about the alternative scene here or really much less giving a shit about it at all. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's strange and, and, but people do care about it, but I guess, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of publications about it, you know, mm-hmm. like we've never had a write up in this city yeah. ever, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, damn dude, you know, and it's not, not that I was upset about it, but I think when you started it, I was like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, let's do this. Like, this is, uh, you know, someone's trying to do something, you know? And I'm like, Thank God someone's trying to do something, dude. <laughs> like, someone do something, you know? Because it can't be one of... I mean, I can do this, and that's fine. But, like, it... You know, we couldn't we couldn't write about ourselves. Because yeah. who's going to read that shit? Yeah, I mean, but it's... And it just amazed me that no one had, like, you know, people go to shows a lot of time. Not to be presumptuous, but... Um, like, to show where they are, you know, but, like, I was amazed that no one was just, like, watching people perform and thinking, like, holy shit, these people are amazing. Like, this is, like, where I'm from. Like, these are people who are my age. Yeah. Do it, like, busting their ass. And that was the thing that really struck me was that y'all were, because I would just sit there and do nothing. I would just feel sorry for myself. I would um, drink and do drugs, like, all day long and write some shitty fucking poetry or something. But, <laughs> you know, like, I, I just, like, I'm so inspired by the people I see all the time. Like, it makes me want to write. It makes me, um, I listened to your Sydney Horn episode, how she had said, like, she meets people who makes her want to just write, like, a film for them or, like, yeah. just document them. That's how I feel about, like, when I write stuff, like, reviews or... Um, showing people who's playing at this venue, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's I, it's important, man. It's, it's it's important to have it come from a third party, you know? Like, like you're doing your thing and, like, that's what it is. Like, you know, it's, uh, I think, I think people get excited when you show up, you know? Because they're like, holy shit, we might be in this, we might be in the zine, you know? Oh my God, that's so cool. <laughs> you know? But I mean, that's how, I mean, you know, uh, it's kind of like how we feel, I guess, like, like before, before you were around, people that were like document, like if someone showed up to like take photos, we were like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, yeah, yeah thank you. Like, all right. Like someone's going to document this, you know, uh, like professionally, you know? Yeah. And I think it's cool that you're sober because you actually get to take it in yeah. and not forget, you know, yeah. things that happen. Yeah, definitely. I, I will be uh, candid about saying lately I've been incorporating like, you know, THC, some psychedelics mm-hmm. into my diet, but uh, <laughs> your diet. <laughs> into my diet. It's been helping a lot with um anxiety and that's a whole other episode, I feel like. But you know Oh no, we can get into it. We got a oh, whole hour and a okay. half. I mean we don't we don't have to right now if you don't want okay, to, but yeah, we can yeah. I'll I'll ask about it. In okay, a, yeah, because it, it's actually a really cool um thing that I'm going through right now. But I will say you're right about being sober. I started all this because I needed like the rawness. I needed to mm-hmm. like really be there to see what I was seeing and feel like I had a purpose in being there. You know. So do you see like you <clears throat> you being an outsider? Because like the way that I look at it, it's always a little biased because I'm a musician. I'm part of the musician part of this of the scene, and uh, sometimes I can't tell. There's a lot of stuff that like. I feel like that's like drama sometimes and I'm just like, I am not, <laughs> any, you will not catch me near that. Uh, yeah. But like being an outsider, 
I know you said like you get inspired by seeing people, but like, is there some like, are there some other things you see that are like, hmm, I don't know. Like, are there some negatives about, I don't know. I'm just asking. Um, there are some, um, I feel like. Or even like support, like, is there not enough support or like, what, go ahead. I don't want to. Well, I feel like um, a lot of it comes down to, I mean, the reason why people are at shows. We live in a small city. So, like, what I see a lot of time, like, because I was so amazed at, like, you know, seeing the music scene Mm. and never having seen it before. It's not like I was looking for um, a reason to go out or anything. And that's totally fine if a lot of people do. But I guess, like, at the beginning, I would get fired up at people who weren't buying merch. Or, yeah. like, weren't um, posting about someone being at this show or this, uh, like, you know, instead of just, like, posting what they were wearing and stuff. And, of course, like, my mindset's a lot less cynical and a lot less judgmental now. But I remember, um, like, I would see stuff just, like, you know, simply, like, buying a T-shirt or a pin mm-hmm. or saying that this person's at this spot or tagging, like, a band that's from out of town and making sure you give them your time because, like, you you know, it's, like, little things I see there. But I think that comes from me being such an impassioned person that, like, once I do something, it's all the way. Yeah. That, like, um, there was, like, you know, a two-week period where I felt like I was, like, this little, like, warrior of the bands. Like, I was, like, this little, like, Viking, like, queen that was, like, trying to protect y'all. And so, like, I felt this need to, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, you can... I get those little moments. Those are whenever the posts start, like, going... You know, are mm. on my storyline. But, um... Yeah, there's not too much besides that kind of stuff that really gets to me or uh, makes me see like any faults in our community regarding our music and our arts because I feel like everyone actually does the best that they can to support it for the most part because everyone has friends who are in bands. Everyone has friends who are in shows. Everyone, you know, that kind of a thing. So I feel like we do, for the most part, as a community, do a good job as trying our best to market each other. Mm-hmm. So well, that's cool. I mean, I'm I'm glad that uh, it's you know, I'm glad that you see it like that and not like I don't know, man. How you got you, you, you guys are all some shitheads. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I don't want to say that, but uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, you know, I guess um, kind of known everyone in the scene for a long time now i mean i've been in this particular scene for i don't know uh, about 10 years and uh you know i mean there's there's sometimes like i said like some drama like you hear some drama and i'm just like oh dude don't i'd I'd rather not know i'd honestly rather whatever man like Mm -hmm. uh and i hate to see that when like when people aren't getting along or there's some uh shade thrown i mean like when we became Sick Ride, we had some haters. Yeah, you know, you know probably also other other bands. Uh, yeah, and maybe like just maybe not full bands, but just like certain, just some certain people that were kind of like, you know, uh, I guess it was what we were wearing and just how you know, yeah, really flashy we came out, you know, uh, right. and then you know, immediately we were on tour like doing it, and I think mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think for some people. They got maybe, uh, I don't know, resentful, maybe a little jealous. Um, 
and, it, and I'm not saying like they were jealous of what we were doing, but for us, it's only two of us. So it's so easy. Like it was so easy for us to just be like, we're going, mm-hmm. I don't have to wrangle four dudes to be like, Hey, let's all quit our jobs. Yeah. You know, it was just me and Matt. And it was like, I was like, yeah, if you're about it, I'm about it. And, uh, because <clears throat> I'm sure you maybe have experienced some of this, but like trying to get interviews and stuff, musicians are like herding cats. Yeah. You just yes. like, yeah, it's hard, man. <laughs> you know, yes. like we're, and I don't want to speak for my, I'm not going to speak for everybody or necessarily myself, but sometimes musicians can be flaky, dude. And just be like, yeah. you know, our, you know, young interviewees uh, or interviewers and interviewees could be flaky just in general. But, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I, I feel like it's just like compassion on that end um, for because there were a few times I remember it was with Kiva. I was um, supposed to we were playing this interview. There were two times and this happened with Night Revival, too. It was like these two groups that I was planning these interviews like weeks in advance and then i'd either book them on the same day same time mix them up Mm -hmm. and then i'd get sick and then i get overworked and it happened like for like every time i interviewed both the or like tried to interview both those groups yeah so it's like yeah i I feel like um especially maybe it's just like where i've been in the last like year um it makes it easier, especially regarding drama, because I've experienced some of that. I mean, I was in sober living for a few months. Oh, so yeah? yeah, yeah. Girls can be bitches, man. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Girls, no way. Yeah, Come no on. Way. All going through withdrawals. Come and shit. on. Yeah. No, I um so I like had to learn compassion like really quickly, but like most importantly for myself, because I've learned that I can't truly be compassionate towards others unless I'm compassionate towards myself. Yeah. And like don't like beat myself up. I because I find that um I'm more cruel towards others whenever I'm mad at myself. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean that's that I would yeah, I mean, uh anything like with substance and stuff like that. I mean there's you know, I've I've had times in my life where I was pretty upset with myself as well, yeah. and probably not being the best version of me, you know, that yeah. I can be. Uh, but at some point, you gotta be like, "Hey, dude, shut up, be nice, like, yeah, uh, and be nice to yourself, dude." But take so- it easy a little bit. You know, you don't need to do all of these things all the time. You know, yeah. I saw it, I swear to God, I saw it like a bug was calling on me. It's this fucking wire. Oh. I, swear to God. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Um, but no, it's so much harder than like, it's, it's some, like I sound so wise, like saying like, be kind to myself and others, but it's so fucking hard. Like, I don't know. It's really, I'm sure you relate to this, like, uh, with interviewing so many people. Like, it's just, you hear your own, like, feelings and emotions constantly spoken through other people, like, on your worst days. Yeah. We're like, holy fuck, like, I'm not that crazy. Or, like, I mean, drinking, because that's something I didn't realize so many people my age bonded with, like, Mm -hmm. bonded over struggling with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, when you told me you wrote like Renegade about that, is that the song mm-hmm. about it? Yeah, yeah. Renegade is all about just absolutely hating myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just and but realizing that uh, you know it was like uh, something's got to change, you know, because like it's just uh, you know I was I was in a dark uh, I was in a dark place, man. What yeah. changed? Like what happened? I don't know. I think after. 
I don't know. I mean, I say it like that. A lot of that album is about the third tour, which was just um, emotionally. I was going through some stuff emotionally, and uh, Matt was kind of going through the same. And the tour, we were out there, and it was our third one. And everyone before that was super successful. Like we did great. You know, came back way past breaking even. This one we broke even, and the shows were just like, man. This not as uh, cracked up to what they were supposed to be. Yeah. And we were kind of in the middle of like, we, we tried a bunch of like new places and like some smaller places and yeah. uh, it just kind of backfired. And, um, you know, you start to lose confidence out there and it just starts getting dark. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was in, <clears throat> that was because usually on the road, we don't really party hard because we can't. We just, it's not something we can do. Because um, one of us has to drive, you know, we sell our own merch. We do, we are accountable for our gear and shit like that. So on your off day, you can like have a ball, but like when there's like four shows in a row, you're not, we're not really partying that much, but for that tour about midway through, I was like, I don't give a shit. And I was just, woo, yeah. dude. Like, I mean, I gotta wake up feeling like trash, but get up there and do it fine. Yeah. But to who? Cause I was like, <laughs> who gives a shit? Like no one's going to be at this one. No one's going to be at that one. And it wasn't like, it was the worst tour ever, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it made me realize a lot of things. Uh, it was just dark, man. I was dealing with a lot. So what's, um, what's it like being a musician in comparison to your expectations of what it would be like to be a musician now you were younger? Um, Man, that's, that's hard. That's a hard question. I guess I didn't really know what to expect uh, from music. Uh, I guess like coming up there, I don't know. Like I, I, I kind of learned the hard way because like when I was in Brother Jack for eight years, um, that band, like I love those dudes, but we didn't, we didn't like, we didn't, we never like transcended into being like the popular band or to being a band that would pack out the boom boom room, you know, we just weren't like it. And I thought our songs are great. And, you know, and I, I was young, I was a young writer and I thought they were great, but, mm-hmm. um, I kind of, I kind of thought that, you know, I thought that the songs would speak for themselves, you know, cause yeah. I thought we had good songs. You, you think that your, your music's going to speak for itself and people are just going to love it and they're going <laughs> to love you. Nope. Nah, dude, <laughs> they don't give a shit. Even if the songs are good, if you're not like working to like, make it special, make it make other aspects of your project special or stand out, then you're going to stay right there having 20 people at Boom Boom Room for the rest of your career. Yeah. And it sucks. And I hate to say it like that, but I learned that the hard way. I had to like transcend out of that. Like there was a point, I think I was was your age. I was 25. (laughs) I was probably 24. How old are you? I'm 28. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm almost that was 20. Your age. I'm almost 29. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like an old fucking man. No, no. But when I was 24, I had like this revelation of like either I'm doing this all the way or I'm done. Like yeah. this is it. Like I I'll just I'll just write songs and record them and stuff, but like I don't need to be a part of the scene anymore. Like I'm done. Either I'm going full blast or I'm calling it quits. Yeah. And then we started Sick Ride. And I was like, just a breath of fresh air. And I was like, no, we're, this is how we're doing it. Like, if we're doing this, we're doing it. And, you know, Matt Bro's, you know, uh, a great partner to have. He's mm-hmm. one of the smartest dudes I know. So Yeah, he's hibernating now. He is. He's hibernating. He, he likes to do that yeah. <laughs> in, his, in his tiny home. <laughs> yeah, he's 
like a little bro bear yeah. or something. Not yeah. bro bear or something. I don't know. Yeah. Some sort of a build a bear. Yeah. Like a human build a bear. <laughs> yeah, he, he is a little teddy bear. It's funny. <laughs> I have to be the bad guy in the band. So yeah. uh that it that kind of sucks for me sometimes. When, <laughs> when it's like uh because like I get paid now. I'm right. the one I'm the one who gets paid now because Matt's just like uh yeah, a hundred's good. And I'm like, nah, dude, we no, no, no. We said two hundred. Right. That was in the email. It's all you know, everything's signed and squared away. But Matt would just be like, Oh yeah, that's that's cool, man. You guys are cool. I'm like, yeah, No, Matt You guys are cool. No. That happened like two or three times and I said, Hey man, I get paid from that one. When when they ask you about payment, tell them to find me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like I don't mind doing that. And I'm not I never really have to be an asshole, but I'm just more like, no, this is what was said, dude. Like, right. you know, this is what we're getting, you know? Yeah, I can only imagine, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like <laughs> as a, like, when it comes to riding, I thought it was going to be something totally different. Like, of course, I just started. Like, I'm not even riding totally professionally now, but, like, having my own, own publication I think, like, everyone has the idea of, like, oh, I'm going to be a writer, and I'm going to, like, you know, drink coffee all day and just sit in a cafe, but, like, all I did at my day job today was write interviews that have turned into 008 Magazine that's only 350 words, and, like, okay. I felt like I was in high school where I was piecing together, like, quotes from their website, and I probably shouldn't be saying this <laughs> <laughs> You can keep it in, though. I doubt they're going to watch it. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So so it was different from your expectations. Yes, but not in a bad way because, um, you know, I read somewhere that a writer is someone that has to be alive, like that has to be able to not only like watch life, but actually know how to experience it. And so I feel like from riding, because I always did stupid shit. Like, I used to do, like, so many drugs and, like, always be drinking. And so, like, I've cleaned up my act exponentially, like, throughout the this whole year. And I've really gone back to, like, who I feel like I am or who I feel like I want to be. Um, but that being said, with all the life experience I've accumulated throughout my whole life, I didn't know how to wisen up and use it, like mm-hmm. to know what not like what to do in certain situations I've been repeatedly put in or like certain things like that. And I feel like in a way writing and I'm sure songwriting is the same way, whether like you're writing, you know, a blog post or a song or a poem um writing has this way of like making you look at yourself and not being able to lie to yourself yeah the cold hard truth yeah it uh yeah and some of it's like i don't know if i want you know to say this about myself so because then people will know everything that i'm feeling about myself right yeah now. you know what i mean yeah it's uh but i don't you know i don't mind it's i need to do it i'm like i gotta because mm-hmm. if i wouldn't have wrote renegade then i might still be that piece of shit yeah you know like like it brought it to light and once it was out i was like okay i can't be that guy anymore i cannot do that like i can't do that to myself uh because now it's out Mm -hmm. you know like it should be released it's uh you know if i keep doing that then i kind of failed myself i guess with that whole thing yeah yeah i and i feel like even sick ride y'all do such a beautiful job of 
just making the darkness very neon lit. Yeah. um, (laughs) For sure. Yeah. And so I think that's like really, I mean, to be able to write a song like that where it's so emotional and it's so personal and so vulnerable because like that's the thing about drinking for me or, you know, my Adderall use I didn't want to face was that it it really, I mean, it had a hold of me. I had no hold over it. Like any yeah. other substance I'd used before, I had a hold over it in some way. But those two, like if someone were to say, hey, we need to talk about your drinking, that sinking feeling, that like, oh, like that automatic embarrassment and shame would just creep into where like it was very hard to write about it yeah. unless I was like so like so numb from all the drugs then i could sit down and be like but like because i used to ride a lot on speed so that i was like a whole beatnik like i i really was doing so much amphetamine that andy warhol would have been you know jealous like (laughs) (laughs) so i would just like write these 60 page fucking poems that would just like rhyme and stuff um but yeah it, it is hard to look at yourself and so like whenever you keep on writing and let it evolve like i find that like it really does start to change you as a person too yeah it does yeah because i I think you it's like you have something to hold up to you know because like once like i said like once it's out you gotta either improve or people are just gonna think that you're that same just person just writing about yourself you know what i mean mean? yeah i think to me it's like it's like a lesson it's like i need to hear it i need to say it it needs to be out I need to listen to it and be like, mm-hmm. geez, yeah, I was feeling something that day, you know, mm-hmm. especially like performing it and whatever. Like, uh, <clears throat> now it's a part of me that I'm like, I, I don't want to be that version, you know? So, um, but I still get like some kind of fire when I, now it's like performing it or like even a song like doubt or like, renegade or bullets you know like it's like um um i get that fire of like all right like i got past this like i I still like i'm i control this shit now you know i can have a good time with it you know so yeah there's that so what made you so like what happened why'd you start drinking so much is this? Ask, I don't want to like no, pry too much. Like ask if, away. Okay. Ask away anything. So I like, think. so where, <clears throat> where did the substance abuse start? Like, so I was, um, I was fifteen, and I had just started smoking weed. I had had a past with cutting and you know disordered eating, um, like you know purging, bulimia and stuff, mm-hmm. but. Um, so whenever I was 15, I started smoking weed and my friends, cause I hung out with the smart kids, they were pretty mad. The nerds were mad at me for smoking weed. So, yeah. um, which is kind of a mean way to say it, but <laughs> I was one of them. So I, you know, um, lost a bunch of friends and I got depressed and lost a bunch of weight. Like I'm talking like 30 pounds in two months, like wow. hair falling out. Like lost my period. Everything was horrible. Wow. Um, and so I like, you know, always had this extreme way of doing things and just not, I had no capability of like really dealing with my emotions. And so, um, you know, growing up where we are, there's like alcohol everywhere. I, I every had every <laughs> corner, every corner. I had been buzzed before, but 
Um, all throughout high school, I just, like, wasn't a big drinker. just wasn't my shit. And um, so my senior year rolls around. Like, I'm still smoking weed. I'm taking Adderall and Vivans. And, um, Adderall's rough, man. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I've had a time with Adderall, you know. And I've, I've had a time with some other shit. Yeah. But, uh, like, <clears throat> between... You know, I, between cocaine and Adderall, dude, I think Adderall is so much more dangerous. Yeah. Like, it's so much more dangerous. And, and you know, whatever, dude. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know which one's actually worse for you, but it feels like Adderall is like, it's fucking legal meth, dude. Dude, I it mean, is. There's a yeah. great documentary on Netflix called Take Your Pills. Did you see it? I have not. You need to watch it. Okay. But, um, yeah, dude, I... Whenever I found it, I didn't know what it was. It was a friend of mine that said, um, you know, you should try Adderall Vivans. Like, I'm going to get some tomorrow if you want some. I said, what's that? And she said, it makes you, like, not want to eat. It makes you all energized. And someone who has, like, an eating disorder is like, oh, my God, it's going to, like, tie everything up in a pretty little package for me. Like, yeah. uh, And it's hard to tell yeah. when someone's on Adderall. Like, I mean, you know, if they're, like, tweaking hard, but, like, Oh, when yeah. I was on Radderall, like, no one can tell. Yeah. No one can tell. Like, I knew because yeah. I was, like, in my head just, like, whoosh, Right. You know? And it, a lot of stuff, like, when I was in college, which I, it, it kind of, like, towards the end of college, I kind of fell off. Like, I, I didn't really have a connect for Adderall. I wasn't, like, buying Adderall, like, mm-hmm. off the, you know, off of someone usually. It was kind of like, oh, like, I got, like, three. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's let's rock. But uh, right. school and shit and, like, writing you know, writing philosophy papers, I'm just like, yeah. whoop, and then, wow, yeah, you know, just like writing oh, yeah. my ass off, you know, and that's why I liked it because I was like, I can get my work done, yeah, you know? yeah, and I, you know, I liked it for like I could never really get any work done on it, but it just, I was able to stay up days on end and I for whatever reason like I tried it once, I liked it, and I and, like the next time I bought it, I bought a full script from this girl. Um, and I got through that script within like four days. Ooh, jeez! And because I just didn't want to go to sleep, I w- I had it this weird, this crazy idea that like if I went to bed, then this is gonna end. Like this feeling's gonna end, and then I'm not gonna feel like this anymore. And so I would like pop a bunch, and I would feel like times my heart was going to explode. Yeah, but. My perspective was you have to chill out because if you don't chill out, you're going to go to the hospital. If you go to the hospital, they're going to know that you're speeding. And they know you're speeding. You can't do this anymore. So you have like, I can't get fucked up anymore. So that was my mindset. And so like, you know, time passes. That's obviously not a sustainable habit to. uh, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So. I go to a school, I guess, scholarship in Alabama, and I um I don't really have. But you got any- a scholarship in Alabama at Spring Hill. Okay. Yeah. And it's in so it's in Springfield, Alabama. Spring Hill, Spring, Spring Hill, Hill in Hill. Mobile, Alabama. Oh, dope! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mobile's cool. Cool. Like, it's a really good college, and um, I got drunk like really drunk for the first time while I was there um, opening weekend and, you know, I just stayed drunk, like belligerently drunk for three weeks, mm-hmm. basically. I would go to class drunk. I would wake up and get drunk because I just didn't want that feeling to end. 
And I end up having to leave school, like, not even halfway through the semester because really? of my drinking. And then, like, for whatever reason, drinking was the one habit I just could not shake. Yeah. For, like, eight years. That's, dude, that, like, to me, that's the hardest. Uh, that's, that's one <clears throat> that I still haven't shook. Yeah. Like, I still, I and I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's times, there's, I have nights where I'm like, okay, dude, like, okay pull the reins back like i thought we had control yeah. i thought we had control but uh you know vodka is my vice so like right if i'm on that it's it's hard for me to stop like i i, I got I scar my chin from vodka <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so but that one but everything else uh that was it like that yeah. and it's to this day it's the only thing that i really do i mean i I I get on Delta Airlines every once in a while. Yeah. And, uh, that, <laughs> Delta that, Airlines. That THC Delta 8, you know, and uh, do that. But that's rare. It's not like a, I don't do it. I don't do it in public. I don't do it. You know, I do it at yeah. home at night when I'm about to go to sleep. You and know? you're just like, I want to be knocked out. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I want to have some good, some crazy dreams. And then, yeah. you know, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. So you couldn't shake that. For you said eight years, yeah. Damn, I, I was in and out of school at UL. Um, I ended up meeting my my first husband. Wow, <laughs> my, my first husband when I came back from Spring Hill. Who's your second husband? Um, wait. I'm still looking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was making a joke, and you were like, uh, and I was like, oh wait, you have one? <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. I should have just been like, yeah, like, yeah, like. What the hell, dude? Yeah, uh, you didn't know. No, when you said your first husband, I was like, how many? You don't you see him at shows? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Well, okay. uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you met your first husband? Yeah. At UL? Um, no, I was working at good old New News in Youngsville. Dude, hell yeah, man. Yeah. And I was a cashier and he was a little stock boy. And um, we just kind of, you know, that whole like, stereotypical codependent and alcoholic relationship was played out in youth form yeah pretty much and a year into our relationship my dad died really suddenly you knew my dad i did know your dad yeah which is crazy because when i met you i was like i had no idea dude (laughs) yeah i did i did know your dad and i didn't i didn't know your dad like well but i knew him i mean yeah he was you know Coach. He, he was, was Chicago. Coach, he was Coach Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was really popular. It's, yeah. uh, he actually, Mo from Tales from uh, the Riff, my good friend Mo Soleil, my dad coached him. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, that's cool that I'm meeting people and they knew my dad and I get to talk to him in that way. I uh, talk about him in that way or learn about him uh, through others. But... Yeah, so um, a year into our relationship, my dad passed away suddenly. My ex's uh, dad passed away suddenly when he was younger, so we were trauma bonding. Uh, got engaged, you know, and I I just like kept on drinking and speeding any chance I got. I was coming into all kinds of money, like you know, I was buying cocaine left and right, mm-hmm. you know. Um, whenever I could like afford it, I'd like blow money on this and that and other, like, it was almost comical because I always had a small apartment, but so much stuff. Cause I was always, I was coming into like thousands of dollars a month mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. So like about like two years later, I get married and then divorced after a month. Really? <laughs> yeah. Only a month? <laughs> yeah. Well, what? 
you it, know a month and nine days well, why, <laughs> my, <laughs> well, why not sooner um, i mean why even do it you I mean, know was it was it like did you realize after or was it like kind of no like while i was saying my vows i was thinking like this is like my first husband like this is like that's yeah. not my stuff like i was thinking like <laughs> this is my first husband your yeah. first husband i always knew i'd have multiple yeah like, <laughs> i just knew i was that type of a broad you know oh, wow. um but yeah <laughs> so i don't know it, it i was always my whole life trying to do whatever I could do to make others around me happy. Um, like after my dad died, I took control of my grandma's will, not my two older siblings, and I'm the youngest, you know. Um, I was always doing stuff to keep it together for other people and to keep them distracted. And um, also there was just so much manipulation and so much just the term gaslighting so overused nowadays, but that's what was happening um, to the point where I knew I looked like the bad guy. Um, I knew I looked like the crazy alcoholic that, you know, needed my from, ex. From your relationship? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, like, Not I, from, like, your siblings and stuff. This is just yeah, from your... Yeah, like, so, because Cody... Well, <coughs> well edit, Yeah, Whoops, we'll bleep it out. <laughs> yeah, it's we'll all, bleep it out. He was... Yeah, he was like the quiet, um, he was the quiet, nice guy. And, you know, he's still a great guy, but, and granted, I was going through a lot at the time, but I just figured, I guess, like getting married, it would get people off my back, which is a very selfish way of looking at things. Um, but yeah, it was an experience. It makes one hell of a story. And that's kind yeah. of like what I'm about. So, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> so, a month and nine days. Yeah. Was it mutual? The divorce? Yeah. No. No? And I left. It was I, just uh, like, I can't do this? Yeah. I, um, You know, it's a sad moment where you look at the person you're with and you realize you're turning into your parents in a bad way. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of what I saw. So. Well, I mean, hey, yeah. I mean, you know, at least you didn't write it out for like seven years and then... Have kids. I just have two cats. Yeah. yeah. It's a little it's a little easier. Yeah, yeah. a little bit easier <laughs> putting them through school and whatnot. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I have Moose learning his ABCs. Nice. He's been learning them for like two years. Two years? Yeah. He's like stuck on F. I'm like just stuck on F. Yeah, I'm like F or feline and he's like meow. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, so and so you after the divorce you kept drinking did it get worse did it get oh yeah, yeah yeah i moved on to um anything i could find at that point it was um still going through adderall and my ran scripts like crazy my own script and then i buy scripts off others i was doing meth um cocaine you know i'm not even a downer person but i was doing roxy's if i could get a hold of them Damn. um yeah and just really anything i could find on top of drinking constantly and, um, yeah, I, I was just, like, chain-smoking all the time. Um, yeah, because you don't smoke cigarettes now. Yeah, I occasionally I do. Yeah, I mean, and, I've seen, yeah, like. But, yeah, I was, like, because I quit for a while, and then, you know, I started up again uh, right before, like, I, right after I, uh, no, it was in treatment when I started up again, because that's all you do in rehab. You just chain smoke. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I was just like doing anything under the sun that I could to just like hurt myself um, in any type of way. And so, yeah, it, it just like was two years of me 
just having to move, always having to borrow money from my mom, um, just doing the most reckless of things. Uh, I was living behind a liquor store in a 24-hour Walgreens. Wow. So it was just like a paradise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and just like wrecking lives while I was at it. And finally one day, uh, I was working at a daycare during the week in a bar on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Which is like the same job, like just totally different age groups. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so I was uh, working there and I was hungover from a shift at the bar because it was just a daiquiri shop. And I was at the daycare and I said, um, I think I have COVID. Like, I'm sick. And they're like, you're full of shit. But since you told us that, like, you have to go get tested. Um, and so I left and I got tested for COVID. Then I got super drunk at like 9am and I was calling my mom about like baking recipes or something. (laughs) I'd been to like AA and all the 12 step groups, like a few meetings before, but, um, whenever I was just like going off this, like, you know, about a year ago at my mom's house, uh, she called someone she knew to kind of give me a little intervention and I went to treatment, and um, yeah, things got better just slowly. Like you know, I stopped being like so angry all the time, and I, I just kind of like realized that like I don't have to know all the reasons why I drank or like all the reasons I did everything I did in the past just yet. As long as I'm constantly working towards a better me and what I can do to be helpful towards you know towards others, then. That's really all I can do. Yeah, so it stopped right there? Yeah. Damn, and how... Uh, that was a year ago. Yeah. Damn. Damn, that's crazy, man. How do you feel, how do you feel now? I feel good. Real good. Like, really, really good. Yeah? I, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I I, did the whole thing, you know? Like, I did the 12 steps. I sponsored. I, um, I still use a lot of you know, the principles I was taught and, you Mm. know, the 12 step program that we have here. And I still heavily recommend it to people in treatment. And I tell my story when I can, but, you know, now being in a place where I can finally, like, I would smoke weed my whole life and not enjoy weed. I would just smoke it to not be sober. Now I'm like smoking it for the benefits of weed, you know, or psychedelics. Um, to help enhance my spiritual growth, you know, yeah. in a way. And a, a recovery looks different than other people, I, for other people. But, um, you know, just like learning about myself and also making new friends, being able to be on a podcast like this, it makes it a little bit easier to know. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Because, you know? I mean, I felt like you popped up out of nowhere. A lot of people say that. Yeah, and I, I was love like, that. <laughs> I was like, where have you been? Like, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. But I was like, you know, you were doing this thing like with the zine and uh you know i was like oh shit i mean yeah it's ambitious and i'm like i'm like i'm all about that you know yeah. like i'm like i'm ready to welcome people into the community that are like doing something you yeah. know and not and doing it for themselves you know like um but also for other people man because yeah. like that's a lot that's a that's a huge part of what you do it's all it's a lot of about other people yeah know? yeah and I, a lot of that i feel like might be because I, I, the way I grew up, my mom, 
she works at Lark slash Canadian Village. Like, she's always worked for nonprofits. And my dad, being a teacher and a coach, um, it whenever I decide to stop drinking and, like, you know, to um, kind of, like, listen to what other people were telling me, a lot of it's centered around, like, you know, what does selflessness look like? Like, what does it look like to want to do good because I thought my whole life that I was centered around like being a good person but I wasn't like I wasn't doing anything for anyone I was hurting people all the time um I was hurting myself too and so it it, I I think having two parents that were just so even with their faults you know having a dad who was a functioning alcoholic and having a mom who was codependent, but still watching them being able to like put aside whatever it is that they're going through with themselves or at home or with others and to help whether it's like my mom, handicapped adults or my dad, you know, kids that aren't in the best living situation Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, It definitely helps my perspective now, you know, because there's times I'm learning now the balance between going to shows because I feel like I need to document them and going to shows because I want to go to a show and then like also just staying in. Like there's a part of it where I try to be soft with myself, you know, because um, I have to learn that it's okay to stay in and like the weight of the world, like the Lafayette music community is not on my shoulders if I don't go to a show. Right, but, right, yeah. Um. I don't know. It, it's cool having a purpose when I go places. So um, otherwise, I really would just be drinking while I was there. And trust me, I do not want a drunk, short Miranda hanging around. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> I, I'm a mess. I'm such a mess whenever I drink. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you know. I'm glad you you kicked it, man. Because it's hard. It's it's hard for a lot of people, yeah. and uh, it's something. <clears throat> you know, is it's good for you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's cool. But I, I feel that way too. Like when I go to places, like I like to feel like I, I have a purpose, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times, like I don't go to every show. I know yeah. you don't see me at every single show. Yeah, you know, because <clears throat> if I do go to every show, <laughs> I will drink at every show. You know, yeah. and like there's times where I'm like, should I be, you know, should I be, you know, out there like Friday night? Like, should I be at, you know grouse room tonight or should i be at blue moon tonight you know watching a show when you know matt's staying here i'm like well let's just like work on something let's do something let's you know and uh that's been nice because like lately we started writing again and i'm like wow i kind of forgot what this feels like yeah you know it's been a while yeah it's been a while for me uh and you know it's something i enjoy doing but i i I know that i know the feeling of like having a purpose going somewhere because like if I don't, I will drink and I'll just, yeah. I'll be, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty social, but, uh, you know, I mean, if, if it's my boys playing, I'll go check them out, whatever. But, um, uh, I just try not to be the drunk yeah. over there. You know what I mean? Cause like sometimes that happens to me. I mean, it happened to me recently and I'm just like, uh, where, Jesus. where were you? Uh, it was Thursday night at grouse room. I just got a little too, uh, a little too pie <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was so like <clears throat> it was chess club. I did chess club, you know, and I had yeah. some drinks over there. And then I, I was like, oh, my boys are playing a grouse room. And then I went over there and uh, the rest of this I am huh? sorry. Yeah. Whoever saw me out there, I'm so sorry. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. We're all entitled to wine. 
one night every once in a while. Yeah, like, one night. Yeah, yeah moderation. Once. That's a moderation. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, I try not to. That's I, I try not to make a fool of myself. You know, anymore. Right. When I was younger, I didn't really give a shit so much. Now it's like, all right, I'm trying to like be. You're in sales. Uh, Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be a professional adult, you know, yeah, like, right. or, or be like a respectable one, you know, like, because uh, like there's some, there's still people that I look up to that are like older than me in the scene, kind of like, or like people that like, yeah, that I look up to, like, like Brother Deej is one. Deej like does so yes. much and he's, he's always on the road and he's such a composed dude. And, uh, you know, if I run into them, like that, then it makes me look like an idiot. You know, I, mm-hmm. that's not who I want to be. Like, I want to be, you know, level-headed and at least, you know. I interviewed uh, Brother Deej. Per, you did? Yeah, per your compadre. He's cool, Matt. man. He's such a good dude. Yeah, Matt was like, I would love to read about him. And I was like, who is this guy? And he was the coolest guy ever. Yeah. Yeah. Deej is so super cool. cool, man. He's been, He's been doing those European tours and like. Yeah. All kind of shit. And I'm like, man, I'm, I want to go do a European tour. Yeah. That'd be dope. That, that'd be cool. I have some friends in England. I'll set you, you up do? with them. Yeah. Because they have, because they, I feel like Europe, like they just care about, I think I said that on the last episode. Sorry. But mm-hmm. I think they just care. Like the European live music uh, culture is just thriving, you know, especially yeah, for like right. rock music, like alternative rock music. And like they like, they love that shit. They eat it up, you know, where America's more like, Cardi B and whoever, mm-hmm. whoever else, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have um shout out to Ollie in Leeds and Lauren in Birmingham. They would probably house you, maybe. Nice. Possibly. Cool. Yeah. I mean, so. we're 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 talking about it. We're thinking about it. Um. But yeah, looking to do some more tour and stuff soon. I'm I'm excited about it. Can y'all with COVID? I'm sure. wait. Yeah, y'all can because other people yeah, are doing it. Yeah, other people are doing it. I mean, <clears throat> I don't. know. I think it's kind of over. Yeah, That's how I'm, I think so. I, I'm turning my. I'm like, no, nah, it's over. I'm just done with it. It's done. Yeah, it's done. It's <laughs> done. But yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so you do this. You write zines about people in the Lafayette music scene. Yeah. I mean, have have you ever met any characters that are like kind of difficult to deal with? Ooh. You know, just don't say any names. But, yeah. But you know, I don't. Are just kind of weird. Or like, are are you have have you dealt with anyone that any ones that have hit on you? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh I have. Um I think I posted about this a while back where I think uh, I saw something like that, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, I figured nice callback. Um yeah, so there's like a few that have used what I'm doing, like said, like what you're doing so cool. I, you're so cute, I love taking you out. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, that use like, you know, your talent or what you do, um, or your passion project as a means to like, you know, slide into your DMs, which is always like a big old ugh. Yeah. But um yeah, other than that, I've had nothing but good people kind of, you know, reach out to help me. Um, I've had a a few people that, you know, try and tell me, like, what I should write or, like, make a few comments here or there. But other than that, it's really just I couldn't have asked for a better, you know, like, process or, like, a, a better, you know, just, like, way of this happening, you know? Yeah. Cause it's cool. I mean, yeah, there's most like <clears throat> most of the people I- I'd say 
dude, I don't have a problem with anybody in this scene. Not a single person in this scene. I don't have yeah. a problem with anybody. And I think that's what I love about it. Because one, I don't, I don't get into the drama thing. I'm like, nope, yeah. nope, not, gonna, <laughs> not catching me in that shit. And, you know, I think just being like nice to everyone. Yeah. And, and I'm genuinely just a nice dude to everyone. Like, I'm not trying to be this, I'm the top yeah. of the food chain of this scene. Because, I mean, I don't think I am. But it's like, they're so everyone's so easy to talk to. And I'm like, yeah. I like that. Maybe it's because, I don't know, our culture or whatever. But I think everyone's nice and I don't have a problem. I mean, yeah. but I think it's, but I thought I was curious because I was like, when you started doing the magazine, I was like, man, you know, I don't know. I don't know who. But someone's someone's gonna hit on her, dude. Yeah. And, and it's, it's gonna make it weird, and then she's gonna stop doing the zine, and then thank you guys, thanks for ruining another good thing, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, like, yeah, I've had you know like a bunch of um, interesting characters, you know, but for the most part, people have been. Uh, I feel like because most, whether it's like. A, a guy or like you know a girl or anyone it just what the time we live in everyone knows there's a chance they're gonna be called out um yeah, so dude. i feel like that you know yeah. is, uh, <laughs> perpetuates like some like you know respect that i might come on my end but regardless yeah i've um I made, I think the post I made was um, most common pickup line I hear nowadays is, I love what you're doing. I'd love to take you out sometime. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, I'm so grateful for it. I can recognize flattery. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of yeah, course. Like, it's like, like I'm cool. flattered, but yeah. no. I'm uh, flattered, you know. but like, yeah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. You keep doing yours. You know, it's all good. My go-to response was always have to wait until my divorce papers are finalized. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. Now they're finalized. Oh, so. well. Damn. But you could just keep using that. You're just like, I'm yeah, not, right. still, nah, still. Yeah. Yeah. Or I could just like wear my wedding ring out or something. You could. I mean, it's, it's mine. It's my diamond. True. So. True. <laughs> How is that process? Just like divorce. I don't, I'm not trying to, you know. No, ask away. But it's, I'm like, I'm just curious. I don't know. It was, I mean, we didn't have shared property. Um, so it was long because we don't like to talk. Uh, we don't like to communicate. So we, With each other? Yes. Okay. So we would just like not talk and just, we were separated. But, um, you know, it took a few months once we decided to just like, you know, pay for the divorce and. Um, that kind of thing, you know, at first there was not much, you know, um, it, it wasn't good at first, like, cause it was me leaving him. So mm. he refused to like pay for anything. And, but towards the end, it was just like, we just wanted peace for each other and for ourselves. So, I mean, yeah, after a while, it's kind of like, dude, let's just yeah. get this over with. I would, I would imagine, you know? Yeah. But it is, I mean, even though I left him, there is a weird it's an uneasiness that comes with, you know, this separation rather than just a breakup. Like, of course, like, you know, marriage is different. But, you know, even, um, I mean, because we were married for such a short amount of time, there's this weird, like, 
icky feeling because there was a moment where he thought, okay, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person. Like, mm-hmm. even though it was such a short relationship, it was just a few years. Like, still, that's different than all my other breakups. Yeah. Where it's like, where you think of them, you're like, okay, I don't want to be friends with you. I just want to, like, know that you were part of my life at one point, but wish you the best. All my other exes, I could just be like, what's up, dude? Yeah. How are you? This one, I'm like... I guess it's, yeah, it's a little different, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's... Because it's not like we had... I feel like it'd even, even be different if we had kids, but there's like a... It's like we have no shared property, nothing that like yeah. would hold us to each other. So it's like, isn't that eerie? Like, just like, it's almost like a legit ghost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, damn, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and I, I can relate to that uh, because I was I was never married, but um, but I've, I was in a super long relationship um, <clears throat> that I ended. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like that now, like ghosts. Like, yeah. don't even live in the same city anymore. Just ghosts, you oh, know? Wow. And it's... It's strange, you know, because like, I don't know, like relationships, like sometimes you want to be, or like there's points where I'm like, I just want to be like, yo, like, look, dude, I'm sorry, man. Like, I'm sorry that I'm a fucking piece of shit or or whatever, like, you know, but you know, I just, I had to do it because I had to do it. Like, you know, out of respect for both of us, you know what I mean? Like I knew it was coming to an end for me on my side, you know, and uh, she didn't necessarily see it coming yeah. and just fuck it it hurts to break someone's heart you know yeah especially yeah. someone who cares about you you know yeah right it was just, especially like i mean did did you feel like you just knew you weren't in love with them even though you're with them for a long time yeah well like at one point i guess like towards the end it was like this isn't forever like yeah. and and uh it sucks to say that because like you know, maybe there was a point where I thought it was, you know, uh, I just like, <clears throat> I was young and there was things happening, uh, for me. And I was like, you know, I want to go experience these things. And, um, you know, uh, she needed to kind of experience her own thing, you know, like, you yeah. know, and I was like, I, I feel like I'm holding you back cause of the shit I want to do. Cause like, mm-hmm. cause like I'm not, and this is going to sound like shit, but I was young. I yeah. learned. Um, I was like, I can't do the things that, you know, you necessarily want to do because I have this dream that I've been chasing right. since before I met you, to be honest, you know? Um, and like, once it started to kind of all unfold and be that kind of way, I was like, okay, I, it's, I, it, I got to clean break this thing. Cause yeah. you know, I'm going to end up, wasting her time you know and uh you know but it didn't go well <laughs> yeah 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 and, and and like i wish her the best dude like i have nothing nothing bad to say like nothing but it was just it just wasn't it just that's not what it went what it meant to be you know it just wasn't meant to be yeah i feel that like with my ex it um you know like i i think that i don't think anyone can save or fix anyone in any relationship but, absolutely not but i was drinking like the drinking and using that i was doing before the relationship was just like didn't even it didn't stop slow down or like speed up there it just stayed the same like i just wasn't progressing or growing or even getting worse in our relationship i was just 
staying. And that's how I felt. Like, it just felt like I was slowly going insane because all these big changes, like, I had everything I wanted. I had, like, a solid relationship. We had a place to stay. We had two cats. We were good on bills. Like, we both um, were in school, that kind of thing. Like, everything was good. It's just I felt like I was going, like, insane because I wanted something bigger than what. Yeah. But, and I knew that I could make my life bigger than what was. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing, man. I mean, like, relationships, they, they do that to you. Like, like settling down, I guess. And, like, I guess getting married so young like that, it's like you get married at 25 and all of a sudden you're 40, mm-hmm. you know? Not not like like you're still 25, but you're living like you're 40. You know? Right? I'm like, that ain't me, dude. Like, I ain't doing that. Yeah. Like, nah, bro. Like, I, got, I still have dreams to chase, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, not that it's like, off the table forever but like i'm just like you know that's not the life i want to live like mm-hmm. i don't, I don't want to be you know i guess not that's just not what i want to do yeah right now, i guess i still got wild stupid dreams to chase you know <laughs> right 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 and that's exactly i mean because i wasn't the type of you know girl to like get married young or like want kids young i've always been like a I want to get married at 30 or later and have kids even later. But, um, you know, the circumstances were just like I put pressure on myself. Like I could see why, like no one told me I had to do something. I was just telling myself that I had to do that in order to be like accepted or validated. Like or just to prove to myself that I could do something for other people at my expense, you know. Um, but yeah, it it is like, I mean, it's cool if that's like someone else's dream to get married young and have kids young, but I totally, I mean, I'm the same way I got, it's just, it wasn't me. Like it was so weird, you know? And I still, I don't have a negative view on marriage or relationships. I, it did like, it did just like made me question whether or not like I would, I even think marriage is something I want for myself. Like, you know, making the jokes about like having multiple, multiple husbands, but yeah, well, you did. Yeah. <laughs> like my my first husband, I'm like yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> I know because it feels weird, like saying my ex husband. So I'm like, let me throw in something really weird that's gonna like throw people off. Yeah, yeah. Well, you threw me off just well earlier. You threw me off because I was like, <laughs> first one. What? Is there a second one? <laughs> you know? Second? No, I mean, uh, I didn't think so. But it, you did mention that one time that you were married, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, um, no. Yeah. And then I meet a bunch of other people that like get got married at that same age, like at that age of like 22 or like divorced at like 24, 25. And I'm like, damn, like my shtick, like that was my thing. Like it's constantly being taken from me. I thought I was the only young divorcee in Lafayette. Yeah, yeah. Like that's insane. It is insane, man. It is insane. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know how that, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know, dude. Marriage is scary, yeah, man. Yeah, it's fucking it's scary. It's scary, dude. No, it's, it's so weird to see, like, friends that are constantly, like, having kids. I feel like this is such an over-talked-about topic. Like of, people like, your age? Yeah. Are your age? You're only three years older than me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, only it's... this many. It's, it's weird, dude. Yeah. It's... It is weird. I mean, I some of my best friends have kids, and I'm like, y'all crazy, man. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, like... the idea of it, like... <laughs> God, it just like being in my body. Like the idea of a baby being in my body freaks me the fuck well, out. Well, the idea of a baby being in my body is <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous, yeah. but 
<laughs> yeah, dude. No, I can't even imagine, dude. I can't even imagine. Oh, man. Man. Yeah, and I like I, I keep on forgetting that I'm 25. I keep on wanting to say that I'm 23 or 24 lately. Why? Uh, I probably because I wish I was 23 or 24. Because you wish you were. <laughs> yeah, because my insurance, like it, I, I get off my mom's insurance once I turn 26. So yeah, it happens. It's like a looming doom. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Getting old sucks, man. Yeah. It does, dude. The insurance and the whatever else seem that comes along with it. You're like, all right, I guess I, I got to. I paid off my Discover card and I tried to see like my credit because it was in the negative for so long. Even though I paid it off, I can't see my credit score because it was so low. That can't. Oh, really? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dang, dude. Yeah. So fuck you, Discover. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is not brought to you by Discover. Yeah. But still sponsor. Yeah. yeah. Still sponsor. <clears throat> so what else? So like what, so besides writing, you know, uh, like what else, what else is a passion of yours? Do you have, cause like I, yeah. I've, I've been asked a question lately or recently by Jason. And I talked about it again with Kirkland, uh, that like when Jason asked me what, what my other, if I hadn't another one, I was, I kind of, stumbled i was like i don't think so i don't know and i was like shit i don't know if i'm passionate about anything else but small things small things but like like, what i don't know like i I told him i was like baking yeah no (laughs) like like gardening is one i i mean i'm addicted to chess so that's another one uh and that's like a cool little community that i have going on um but as far as that goes like i don't know man like I don't know. Like, I collect records, but that's music. So it's like that's I don't, cool. I don't know. Um, I mean, that's archiving. So that, I mean, do you like history? Um, here and there, like it's history is tough because I'm like I don't know what to believe. Yeah, you know. Sometimes, okay. sometimes I'm like, yeah, but who wrote the book though? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but like who wrote the book? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'm like yeah, but who wrote it though? You know, like. Like the winners write it, right? Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, and like nowadays, I feel like we've gotten past that. Like we know, I guess, that some of the truth, but I'm like, I wasn't there. Like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Who knows? I, I mean, I'm an anthropology major with a minor in history. Yeah. So you're, so you're like all into it. Yeah. So that's, so that's yours. Yeah. I, um, I love culture and I love linguistics. I love, uh, theory. I'm really, I love philosophy. Dude, me too. Um, yeah, you went to UL. Yeah. Okay. Who was your philosophy professor? Keats. Keith. Keith Courtsy. Courtsy. Yeah, Courtsy. Yeah, I love Courtsy. My favorite of all yes. time. I took like three or four of his classes. Yes. Once I had him, I was like, oh, this is it. This this is the dude. I was the only one that would get A's on his test one semester. Really? Yes. And uh, it, I don't know if it was moral dilemmas. Um, I think it was philosophy of religion. I took both of those. Okay. What year did you take them? I took him probably about like two years ago. Oh, okay. No, this but, is, I'm an old guy. Yeah, yeah. When I <laughs> said he used to write like philosophy essays, I was like, ooh. No, yeah, Courtsy's an acquired taste. Dude, that dude's awesome. Yeah, man. he is. I, <clears throat> he's so good at uh, being non-biased and like just giving you the facts. I'm like, yeah. damn, like that's, that's what I like. Like yes. I don't want like, you know, like when it comes to philosophy, it's like you can't have correctness or like you know uh fear of controversies right. it's like no this is it this is the study this is it like 
I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. This, yeah. It still makes you think, it just makes you think about things. It's like, oh, this actually isn't that bad. Like, right. Or, you know, why do people care so much about this? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Quartzy taught me that the second you use emotion in your argument, you lose. You lose. Yeah. yeah no, it's true, <laughs> dude. It's so true. This, the second you use emotion, it's, it's over. You lost. Yeah. Or like you start to feel something, you're like, like yeah. And because your opinion, doesn't matter yeah like like opinions <clears throat> don't always hold a truth value so you can't add them to your argument yeah you know they don't uh they don't matter yeah absolutely which and i think people need to fucking hear it hey your opinion doesn't fucking matter doesn't matter it doesn't <laughs> get over it at, at all at all <laughs> <laughs> at all all so yeah no i i that's another one too for me. I, I love I love philosophy, man. It kind of gets me uh, sometimes <clears throat> titillated. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little too <laughs> into it, and like and like people get upset about you know something controversial or something. I'm just like, oh Jesus Christ! I'm like, if you know, if like I don't know. Sometimes I see people arguing for things, and I'm just like, yeah, but if you wouldn't be, oh, yeah, if you, that about it, then you right. might have something behind you, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. emotions they go crazy, and then and then no one wants to listen. Because like I don't want to listen to someone overly emotional. I don't. Uh-huh. If someone who's like art, preaching at me, right. I was like, eh, shut the fuck up. Like, give me some, hit me with the facts. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's what's interesting about the social sciences, because that's what anthropology is. Social sciences, and yeah. they um, anthropology mainly deals with non-Western cultures traditionally. Okay, but um, I. I don't know. Sociology will be like more like, you know, quantitative, like, you know, statistics and shit. Um, while anthropology, it's more like qualitative. And that's what I like about it. Like you get to like, it's all about experiencing the human experience, like the practice of being human, like empathizing and yeah. having to empathize, which like you think would be like such an emotional drainer, but it's like having to do so from a scientific point of view where you're just like barely like you're using what makes you human without the emotional aspect and like just the challenge in that way it's always so it's so cool to me um whether it's doing archaeology which i've done at the university before like working in the lab digging up holes sorting through artifacts or um like i say i mainly like theory a whole lot yeah um i like you know conspiracy theories i like seeing why certain things are being perpetuated in this day and age with social media. So, um, but I also like history a whole lot. So I don't know. I have a bunch of little passions. I would love to work in a museum and just write a zine, like move to Chicago or move to like New Orleans and study like mafia history or something. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Dude, okay. So I actually have one that I'm like usually fascinated with. It's cults. Yes. I'm like huge. I'm so big on cults. Like I once like I find a new one, I'm just like I need to know everything about it. Like what okay. what happened, what happened? Like every cult documentary there is out there, I've seen it. Like I'm just like, yes. Say like religious. Oh yeah. Okay. And how um, Scientology. Uh yeah. So I'm so fascinated with Scientology. It's I'm, wild, man. I'm fascinated with Scientology, um, Nexium. I, I like the modern cults. Like, when I was doing my last dig with the university, I found the Scientology channel, and I put it on, and I was just, like, watching it. My roommate was like, I don't, like, why are we watching this? I'm like, they have rap. 
they have a rap music like because on their commercials they have like Scientology rap music videos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just like was because so, I was watching them like a documentary they had on their channel talking about how psychiatry kills more people a year and wow. than any other th- like and so <laughs> I was just watching and I was like this is loud. Like this, but it's like I get mad, but I'm fascinated by it. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like what people believe, man. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dude. Like even uh, like kind of when when I fell off of religion, you know, way back, uh, it was because I'd learned about you know like uh, the Crusaders and mm-hmm. like what the Catholics did to people. And I'm like, yeah. that is not who I'm going to support, dude. Oh man. It's crazy. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's just the thought of, I don't know. And like, I'm not trying to like bash anyone's thing mm-hmm. or whatever, but I mean, but I kind of am because if you don't know, Fuck you. if you don't know the history, <laughs> you know, and like, but they're like, Oh no, no, no. Sweep that on the rug. Like that's like, let's right. ignore that. I'm like, no, nope. dude, you don't ignore things like that. Nope. No, you know. Um, so that's my thing. Like I, I, I'm big in the cults. I, I recently saw the, uh, the fundamentalist, fundamentalist one. Fundamentalist. Warren, Warren Jeffs. Okay. His, uh, it's like fundamentalist, and they. God, I cannot say that. Fundamentalist. Yes, thank you so much. The Mormons, the polygamy Mormons in Utah. I just watched that whole documentary. Like the polygamy Mormons. Yeah, dude. You know, they forty-seven wives. It's all good, man. All good. Um, yeah, I watched that, and I'm just like, man. And what fascinates me the most is that after the dude, this dude's convicted. After after everything, this dude is in prison and still has so many followers. They're so like, many. no, no, we're, no, he's the prophet. And I'm like. Yeah. You see, dude, okay, religions and cults are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Cults idolize a guy that's alive. Yeah. Religions idolize a guy that's dead. Yeah. It's the only difference. Yeah. And it's like, it's interesting looking at from, like, my point of view, because a lot of anthropologists, like, you know, most anthropologists I've met, we're not religious people. I'm spiritual. I'm not religious. And I know how to separate my spirituality. There's a difference. There is a difference. Yeah. yeah. And, I totally believe in that. Yeah. Right. And so we have to look at religion a lot of times, like, you know, depending on the type of anthropo- like anthropology class we're in, if we're looking at it from a cultural point of view, we have to study it from like, okay, what has it done, you know, in terms of communication, socialization that kind of thing if we're looking at it from a linguistic point of view like there's you know such as like cajun language that's yeah. um there's a, like a lot of religious ties to that and so it can get frustrating because at times you have to admit like oh uh, historically religion did stuff for us but all it's all religion ever has been has been like a tool for politicians like, yeah it's government it's I mean, a tool like yeah. it's it's a spirituality, like on topic of it being different, it's something that's personal and that's like it's meaningful. But religion, it's just like you know a big hurting tactic. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. a it's a vote for me tactic, and uh, <clears throat> it's a shame because that's that's supposed to be all separate. Yeah. I uh, doubt we're gonna have as many like followers after like saying all that. As, it's like, all good. <laughs> they, can, they can they can cancel me, dude. My um, dad was a Chicago Jew married to a Cajun Catholic. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was insane. That is that's cool though, man. That's super cool. Yeah, and then they raised a little like witch bitch. Over here, so. <laughs> 
Oh man. Well, um, yeah, dude, I think, I think we did it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you the chance to say like I always do. Okay. Um, you have anything to say to the masses that might be listening right now? Um, I wish you had like the little button where it's like, there you go. Thank you so much guys, uh, for the support with the zine. Um, I am working on issue four. Uh, I'm giving myself a vacation for a few weeks, but I I just want to thank everyone. We have some big things coming. I guess I'll like put in this plug now, the visual zine. Nice. We're uh, still in the works with that. Me, Sydney Horn, Ros LeCompte, and a few others. We're going to start uh, filming local artists as some sort of a documentary series and working off of the stuff that I write about and then making it play out in real life. That's kind of like the whole idea. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're That's really, super cool. yeah, we're really excited about that. Um, but yeah, just check me on Instagram and come see me at shows. Hell yeah. Cause she's at every show. Every so, show. Usually. Every well, Miranda, uh, I'd like to say that I really enjoyed this episode. Um, also, I'm very proud of you, man. I, I think I think what you're doing is awesome. I'm proud of you uh, with Zine. I'm proud of you uh, with your sobriety. Oh, it's uh, it's cool to see someone come out of that and do cool shit. Oh, you know, guys. I'm I'm always I'm cool. I like people that do cool shit. Man. Aww, you know, thank you. So uh, that's it. Episode uh, what is it? Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, listeners, that's it for the episode. Thank you for listening, and you know, dude. Stay tuned for the next one. See y'all later. Drink water.